I'm arts editor of the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. Each week I travel the state hearing, watching, enjoying the best Vermont has to offer in the arts. And I try to put it together and deliver it to you. It all culminates with the Vermont Arts section every Saturday in the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. So this is George Nostrand, and I'm here with Jim Lowe for Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps in this week's uh, edition of Taking a Look at the Vermont Arts Budget. Uh, what are we looking at this weekend, Jim? Well, we're looking at a lot like usual because we're just starting summer and things are picking up. But our biggest story of the week actually does not affect consumers directly, but it's a big story for Rutland. And after... Rutland's very successful 77 art artist residency at 77 Grove Street, by the way, where the Rutland Herald lives, um, which brought professional artists from around the world to work here, produce, and share their work with the community. Well, they were all set for another one starting in June, when Saturday's paper comes out, <laughs> but they got evicted. Wow. Yes, they did. Evicted, right? Really? It was good news. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the, sa the same person, Mark Foley, the same person who evicted them also owns the opera house. Okay. And he gave them the downtown opera house. Wow. All but a small part of it where they will have exhibition space on the first floor and also event space. And that's and, a big building. Yes. And yeah. upstairs where it was the opera house, which is a lot of it's uh, cut off into into offices will be the studios. But nice. there are also show space up there too. So they have the building. And so that'll be exciting and, and Rutland folk will be able to go visit. Excellent. And Whitney Ramage, who directs the program, will tell you all about it in Saturday's Vermont Arts. This is Josh from Discovis, and you're listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. Meanwhile, in Montpelier, is having its first street arts fest next week mm -hmm. on Thursday and Friday. This is because major events are in town, and they decided to connect with it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a big, heavy festival, but there's a lot of street stuff. There's theater, there's music, there's food, and, and that kind of thing. Cool. Switching to a whole different kind of festival, at the other end of the section mm -hmm. this week is, of course, more about what is possibly Vermont's biggest music festival, which is Burlington Discover Jazz. Tom Huntington talks about a lot of the folks who are performing and gives you all the information you need to know. But also, Roots on the River is celebrating its 20th year. Yeah. And that's coming up. And inside, you have all sorts of other stuff, like we have a look into the very unusual Hall Art Foundation, which is an art gallery, believe it or not, in Reading, that you have to have an appointment to see the art. Hmm. But we have a wonderful review by B. Amore. So there's plenty this week. Great. Excellent. Well, thanks for uh, coming down here to Rutland to hang out with us, Jim. And uh, we're looking forward to your section this weekend. Me too. <laughs>
Hi, this is Stacy Harshman of the Sparkle Barn in Wallingford, Vermont. You are listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps, the Vermont Arts Podcast from the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus. This is George Nostrand, and I'm the calendar editor and podcast engineer here at the Rutland Herald and Times Argus. I'm here with Stacy Harshman. Stacy Harshman is the owner of the Sparkle Barn, our sponsor for the first series of our Vermont Arts podcast. We're calling Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. First of all, why don't you tell us where is the Sparkle Barn? The Sparkle Barn is in Wallingford, Vermont. We are one mile south of the stoplight in Wallingford, on the left going towards Manchester. I've been to the Sparkle Barn. It's hard to describe it in a few words, but if if you were to describe it in a few words, how would you do so? Colorful, fun, and unique. We do have a lot of things that sparkle. Um, We have things that don't sparkle, but the idea is it is um, handmade arts and crafts that we kind of call it curated whimsy. I love to find things that are beautiful and clever and fun and have meaning. I like to think that it's filled with handmade items made with heart and hands and and joy. We'd love to have you visit. We are open Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, Sunday, noon to 5. And if you want to give us an email or a call, we can be open by appointment on Monday and Tuesday. Welcome to the second part of our podcast, where I, George Nostrand, podcast engineer, take over the mic to introduce you to local artists for our Works in Progress section. So I'm here today for a special edition of my Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps with uh, Rutland Herald <laughs> photographer, Robert Lehman. So uh, what, do, what do you have on uh, tap today for uh, your major uh, shots? Or what, are you, what are you shooting for? Biking around the beautiful city of Rutland looking for... Cool. Photographs of whatever. I stopped by the community garden. No one was there. Oh, I photographed. Well, there was people there. They didn't want to be photographed. Then I went up to Pine Hill Park and I accosted this gentleman who was biking around their progression park. And he said he could not be photographed because he was skipping work. <laughs> Which in this nice. line of profession, you don't realize how many people are skipping work <laughs> until you ask to photograph them. And uh, they get very offended and uh, afraid. I hear it more often than not on really beautiful days. Well, and and I imagine people are either one way or the other. They are really excited about having their picture taken or they really don't want it taken, right? Is that that true as a Uh, general rule? It depends on how well they knew AJ. Uh, okay. (laughs) If they knew AJ and what AJ did, then they usually don't care. They just say, sure, and Mm -hmm. they're really happy or uh, sometimes they like the company. Some people are uh, not as thrilled mm. to have me photograph them, but they just do it anyways because it's it's kind of like when you meet a homeless person on the street and they ask you for money. You don't really want to give them money, but <laughs> you really don't want to help them and deal with them. So you just consent, and instead of giving me money, they give me a photo so then go. I can get money. Uh, <laughs> It is, it's, it's very nice. And if a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. that they're going to look back on this photo 
when times are tough, yeah, hopefully, and say, you know, man, that's what I did, or they want to be reminded of a warm, sunny day, or mm-hmm. maybe a warm, bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was a bad day, and they want to, you know, there's a lot of multitudes and dimensions people mm-hmm. can bring back into their memory when they look at a photo. Mm-hmm. And I see that, mm-hmm. but they, at that right. time, do not right. see that. You know? right. So, anyways, I'm so, excited. You you mentioned uh, you mentioned AJ. You you had some really big shoes to fill when you walked into this job, and uh, and uh, how have you kind of carved your own niche to kind of become the the new staff photographer here? My own niche. Uh, I have a funny story I tell when I talk about AJ. I was really needing help one day. I'd asked. It was a really nice sunny day. I had met four people, and I'd asked them if I could photograph them one. One man was helping his daughter, and there was a really good father-daughter picture. They were digging a trench for some gutter or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but she was playing around with a shovel, and it was really cute. I thought I'd make a good photo. They said no, and I went up to Chittenden, and I don't know. I think that was another album, Skipping Work, I Can't Be Seen Here photo. <laughs> and I got denied like four times. Usually I'll get denied once a day, and I, I totally respect that. But four times on one day, you get really down and out. And AJ was filing some photos. I was like, AJ, what do you do when you go up to someone you don't know and you want to photograph them? Like, how do you, how do you, like, what's the best way to convince them, you know, that, you know, what you're there for and what you're doing? And AJ turns around slowly like he normally does. Like I just said the stupidest thing in the world because that's usually how he would look at me. And he looks at me and he says, well, I don't photograph people I don't know. And, and I'm like, I'm like, AJ, like, I, I always have to remind How myself that AJ that? has photographed three generations of really has, county, yeah. Ci- yeah. you know, yeah. citizens. And it's really a hard, yeah. it's really a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And now I see that, you know, now I've met a lot of the same people over and over again. And I mm-hmm. know them and they know when I show up to just ignore me and let me take their picture and mm. they'll be happy. Unless they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, which I don't encounter a lot of in my job. You know, right. most of the time, if someone's doing something they shouldn't be doing, is mm. they don't have a hard hat on, or it's a state trooper that doesn't have their 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 fancy little cowboy hat <laughs> or whatever, and they get reamed by their uh, sergeant if they right. s- end up in the herald with a picture of that. But. Uh, yeah, uh, really finding my own way is how I've been filling the mm-hmm. shoes. Because I'm sure AJ had the same things mm-hmm. happen to him. He didn't really know what, right. you know, what was going on. But he had a lot of family here in Rutland, which is something I don't have. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of uh, network. Mm-hmm. So. My name is Chris Francor, and you're listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. I inherited, I guess, his network, which I'm very happy to know. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I've noticed that, you know, uh, nature is a big theme in a lot of your photography. And uh, uh, what is it about shooting nature pictures and animal pictures uh, that you enjoy in particular? I like animals because I can't say no. <laughs> I can't say no. Animals are never self-conscious and never look at me and say, no, I'm fat mm-hmm. or no, I'm old or I'm wrinkly. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're in nature mm-hmm. and... Uh, in a way it's it's very friendly to me to get to meet like a bird it's almost like a, it's almost like I'm hunting but mm-hmm. I'm not killing I'm really right. visualizing mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of that same meditative concept of mm-hmm. I'm out there and I'm 
I'm kind of waiting. Usually the wildlife finds me. I rarely go looking for wildlife mm. and find it. Mm -hmm. um, I would say about 90% of wildlife has found me. Mm. So uh, I've always, you know, I always, I always try to interject myself in a real ethical way because a lot of photographers don't think about ethics. You know, mm. there was that big moose issue up north mm -hmm. last year when right. the moose had... Uh, a lot of photographers had crowded around the moose and scared it, and it contributed to the situation of it then dying. I think it was in a river yeah, or something. Yeah, Champlain, I think, yeah. Yeah, Champlain, and people had crowded around it, and it was too afraid to help itself because mm -hmm. of the crowd and mob that had formed. And if I ever meet an animal that is afraid or wants to attack me, you know, I always keep my distance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I rarely ever go rush up on the snow geese in Addison County, mm -hmm. you know, at the Dead <laughs> Creek area. You know, I've I photographed them before, and I think every time I see a picture of the geese flying away, I think, oh, some photographer spooked those thousand geese right there mm. and caused them to fly. And I've actually sat with those geese for probably about 30 minutes mm. before they really started kind of hopping along and then realized that my distance was, was too close. Mm. But... Uh, nature is always that hard balance of pulling and mm -hmm. pushing and trying to find your spot in there and getting your getting a shot and mm -hmm. being still and it really it's funny to see what animals care about mm -hmm. you know like I was photographing uh, like I said an animal had found me it was a coyote up in Shrewsbury and a lot of people I did not know this but coyotes are really elusive mm -hmm. to find a coyote in the wild it's either rabid or uh, you know, it's attacking your chicken. Mm. So yeah. uh, I had found this coyote and I was photographing it and it kept coming back to me and I was like, maybe it's rabid. So I kind of stuck behind my my hood of my car and I was had my camera out and it kept looking at me and if I would walk up the hill, it would walk with me and it would kind of parallel itself with me. I'm like, well, it's probably not rabid, you know, it's in total control. And then I looked down on my feet, and there's this dead animal. Mm. And it was in the snow, and it was sunken in. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm interrupting its lunch right mm. now. And I, felt, <laughs> I felt so bad. So yeah. I was like, well, you know, I'll just leave it alone, and hopefully it'll go back. Mm. And I went up the road. It was an assignment. I was photographing logs getting removed out of the forest with draft horses mm -hmm. at the time. And I came back down, and the lunch had been removed. Mm. So the coyote came down, I'm sure. Mm. and finished it off hmm. and yeah it's just it's nature finds you in vermont such a beautiful place for it mm. still working on my moose photo you know i want one that doesn't have brain worm i want a yeah. nice big healthy moose yeah yeah but the moose population really <laughs> suffered yeah that's another part you know uh I, w I would love to do more reporting on that unfortunately that happens more in the kingdom than mm. roland mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'll always have a respect for nature. Cool. Always. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for uh, being a guest today on the podcast. Yeah, you know, I'm, a, glad I, um, I'm glad I'm out biking around and yeah. got to put on some sunscreen in yeah. here. And uh, I'm sure I was more interested in the Jim Lowe. <laughs> so, you, can, you can tell him I said that. No, uh, Jim Lowe's another interview. but That's right. I'll see you he's, later, He's George. getting a lot better. He's getting good. We're yeah. training them. Well, you know, the man loves to talk. He does, yeah. We all do.
Thank you for listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps, brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus.